Toys, cartoons, even breakfast food is nothing sacred. They are targeting our children and using other children to do it. My name is Matthew Odegaard. Welcome to Church Public. Let's get started. Welcome back to Church Public. My name is Matthew Odegaard. Thank you for joining us here today. There is a lot going on in and around the culture, and one of the things that I've noticed, even in the last couple of weeks, though it's been going on much longer than that, is the specific and intentional targeting of our children. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but one of the goals that we have here is to create compelling content to help you to follow Jesus and engage in the public square. That's the goal of Church Public. That's why I started it and I wanna help you continue to do that. If you haven't already, you can check out the rest of our catalog at churchpublic.com. You can also sign up on iTunes and Spotify and Google and all of the different places. If you are watching this on video, thank you so much. If you're just listening on audio, you may wanna head over to churchpublic.com or to YouTube and search church public as one word. Some of the things, especially today, you may wanna see for yourself. Don't even take my word for it, but you'll wanna see these videos that I didn't make, that I'm just showing you so that you understand what is really going on in this culture. I think it's important for us to understand this culture, just like Paul did in Athens, so that we can speak into this culture and really know what we are all about as believers. Again, you don't have to take any of my word for it. I'm getting all of my answers, all of my resources really from this Bible, but I'm looking at the culture and figuring out what the culture is trying to tell me which a lot of places is in opposition to the Bible. So we're talking today about Lego. We're talking about Blue's Clues. We're talking about Kellogg's cereal. Yep, cereal. And we're just talking about a bunch of different things that are intentionally being used to target your children and help teach them the world's values, not the morality that you grew up with, not the morality that comes from the Bible or from God or Jesus himself, know the morality that the world would like you to believe. And in a lot of places, it is antithetical. It is the opposite of what the morality of God would have us do. And by morality, I just mean the character, the virtues, the actions that you should do in opposition to what this world really wants you to do. And it's kind of crazy. It is a it is a really weird situation that we find ourselves in where we have been distanced so far from the morality of Judeo-Christian values that we have held onto for a couple of thousand years now. Now we are in this new, I'm not gonna throw a lot of words, there's enlightenment, there's uh, th there's a bunch of different things that, that came up. We'll, we'll go into that on a different episode, but suffice to say, we got here through some some strange philosophy and by and large a lot of the culture is accepting that this is just the way it's always been and the reality is this is not the way it's always been a lot of these things are brand new even going back to like greek and roman civilization which was was part of my uh, undergraduate and graduate degrees even in those civilizations where there were very strange and terrible practices while in some cases they were mainstream, they were never looked on as, as valuable uh, in terms of growing a society. They were things that were practiced and everybody knew they weren't necessarily helping society. They were just how things happened. We're in a similar phase where there's a lot going on in society that is not helping society and it's not helping us grow as a culture. In fact, it's moving us from 
a rational reasoned morality based on biblical principles to our base desire and i point from head to heart our base desire of do what you want to do no matter what anybody else thinks just feel good and just do whatever you want as we've pointed out on other episodes this doesn't end well because eventually there's other people in the world and they might not love the thing that you're doing rather than basing your morality on something that is both loving and honoring God and loving and honoring one another, which of course doesn't come from me. Again, that comes from someone much smarter than me and that would be Jesus. So we are going to look first at Kellogg's The Cereal. So Kellogg's The Cereal, they came out with uh, this new box of cereal here. If you are watching on video, I'll go ahead and show it to you here. Boxes are for cereal, not for people. That is their tagline. It continues on, no matter who you are, who you love, or what pronouns you use, you are too awesome to fit into a box. You're too awesome to fit into a box, right? Um, sorry, I, it, it's, it's just, it's sad. I chuckled a little because the philosophy behind this is so vacuous. Like it's so empty that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to hold onto this as reality, but this is reality. This is what is being taught to kids as your kids walk down the cereal aisle and they see what they have. I mean, it's bright colored. It's exciting. You know, it's got all the little animated characters and things. So what kid wouldn't want to eat this, but, but there's a much deeper thing going on here, obviously. And that is that this is about your identity. It's about where you get your identity. Again, do you get your identity from cereal uh, or your own desire, or do you get your identity from something bigger? And that's a, that's a problem. And we have to, to continue to keep an eye on some of these things and, and what is going on in the culture. In addition, in the past, Disney has rainbow Disney collection of toys. Nabisco has rainbow Oreos that they produced. And of course, Lego. This one, this one probably makes me the saddest of all because I'm a Lego fan. I've had Lego toys for almost my whole life. Um, I mean, at least since the time that I wouldn't like put them in my mouth and eat them and, and try to kill myself eating Legos. But I, I mean, I've had Legos my whole life. I've had castles and space stations and spaceships and pirate ships and cityscapes and on and on and on. And I introduced my kids to Lego and all my boys are avid Lego fans. We even went to the Lego store just a few days ago because Legos are awesome and they're so creative and they help you build and they help your brain grow. Like I, I, I was and am a big Lego fan, but I am sad and confused that just like many other corporations, as we've talked about, even cereal boxes and things like that, they've gone into the changing ideology for children. So they've unveiled this Every one is awesome assortment complete with the LGBTQ plus set with rainbow colors inspired, they say, by the quote, classic rainbow flag, an enduring symbol of solidarity for the LGBTQ community. I'll go ahead and put up this set on the screen. So this is the rainbow set. You can see all of the different colors of the rainbow. Again, very intentional that they added all of these colors in. Quote, this is uh, Joe Nellist from the UK's LGBT Foundation speaking to CNN said, quote, having LGBT inclusive toys creates a space for families to let LGBT children know they are loved and accepted. Matthew Ashton, 
goes on to say, this was the designer. He said, quote, we've made sure to include black and brown colors to represent the broad diversity of everyone within the LGBTQIA plus community. A lot of letters there. We've also added in the pale, I'm sorry, pale blue, white, pink to support and embrace the trans community. And this is still him, him talking. I purposely put the purple drag queen in as a clear nod to the fabulous side of the LGBTQIA plus community. Ashton explains. And uh, as far, I mean, we're talking about Legos, we're talking about toys here, but this designer says that in this one case, in this purple figure, they've actually expressly given identity and gender assigned to this purple figure as a transgender uh, figure. So this purple minifigure with the, uh, this is their description, slightly, highly stylized beehive wig is Quote, a clear nod to all the fabulous drag queens out there. Uh, this is what Mash Matthew Ashton said. Um, this is, it's just, again, kind of sad to me that Lego is bowing down to this whole situation and creating toys. You know, and, and I'll just say this. My, my kids love Lego. They like to play with toys. Never, ever have they looked at a Lego toy and said, now that I have this Lego toy, I feel accepted and, and loved. If... Having a Lego toy that looks like you is your measure of love and acceptance. I think there's something deeper going on. I don't think a toy is going to fix that. I do honestly feel bad for you if that is the baseline that you're, you're putting your identity in, whether a toy looks like you or not. But I think there's something deeper going on. I think you have to find what is really going on inside of you to address that. Cereal, toys, kids' toys, even other external things are not going to fix what's broken in you or in anybody else. That's not how the human heart works. And in fact, there, there is a, a book that talks about how the human heart works and, and what is actually going on inside of you. But Lego is not the only company that is aiming specifically at kids. And I, I just, it, it makes me sad. This is just one of those things that, that we have to watch our, watch our kids and, and, be, and be protective of our kids because... They are being targeted, and there are things that are aimed specifically at them. So this is a cartoon. This next part is a cartoon. It's been around forever. I think I, I, I not exactly when I was a kid, but then again, I'm old now. So it's been around for a long time, at least when my kids were kids, and much before that. This has been around for a long time, somewhere in the 90s. This is called Blue's Clues. And Blue's Clues recently released this Pride Parade clip. I'm just going to play you a little bit of this. It goes on for three and some minutes. I am not going to play the whole thing, but I will give you a little taste of it. Again, if you are listening on audio, you may want to switch over to video just to see this or look up this clip yourself. Uh, don't say I didn't warn you, but it goes on. It goes on for a while and let's just hear a little bit of it. Then we'll talk about it. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Families marching. Okay, that's all I can handle for right now. My point is this, and it, it does, it goes on and on and on, actually, and it goes through 
Uh, let me take a look here. <clears throat> it goes through uh, two mommies, two daddies, trans family, non-binary, choose your own family, ace, bi, and pan, kings and queens, allies to the queer community, and on and on. So it, uh, again, uses many, If I guess I can't say all of the letters of the LGBTQ+, because more letters are being added every day, so it's hard to keep up with all the letters, but it uses a lot of the letters of the LGBTQ+, and, and definitely goes into the plus. This is not about tolerance. We used to be told this is about tolerance. We used to be told this is about acceptance. This is not about tolerance or acceptance or equity or equality or whatever other word that is added to this. This is about destroying the family. That may sound harsh, but that is really what this is about. It's about destroying the family. As you notice in the language, language is very important. It's so important that this is the reason these terms keep getting redefined. We talked about that when we talked about abortion the other day and pro-life and pro-choice and women's health and all these other things. We keep, we, they keep adding these different definitions to obfuscate, to, to cover over this idea of what it really is. And definitions do matter and reality matters. The reason reality matters is if you suddenly start talking about something that is outside of reality, then no one knows what you're talking about. You can say whatever you want, sure, but we can't have a dialogue, a conversation and come to what is the truth. And I keep saying this over and over again, it's very important, truth matters because truth helps us relate to reality, not just biological reality, physical, like in the terms of physics, reality, and spiritual reality. Those things are real. The reality of biology, the reality of physics and the physical universe and the natural world, the reality of, of there being another component to this. We're not just bags of flesh. We have a spiritual side to us. There's a spiritual reality. And if we can't talk about the truth of those realities, then we really can't talk. And that's actually what I think this culture wants. They don't want you to talk about the realities. That's why if you say the thing they don't like, you're kicked off of all the socials and things. It's really interesting, sad, terrifying maybe, that that truth is being pushed out of this conversation, but we have to continue to talk about true things and bring true things in. So this clip is talking about destroying the family and the language is key here. It's not about acceptance. This is about family. The point of this song, as you heard, and if on video you saw, the point of the song is this is family. This is the definition of family. They're not talking about Marriage, they're not talking about relationships, they're talking about family. What is a family? You get to have two mommies, two daddies, trans, non-binary, you get to choose your own family. That's one of the lines in this song. Uh, all these other words that, that they've created to describe certain things. Um, pan is even one of them. Pan is very small, it's the P or the silent P or something in this, in this alphabet soup, but, but it's an important letter because now we're talking about pan, that's whatever, gender, sexuality you want. Again, choose your own adventure, but, but that's a problem when you're talking about defining reality. When you remake the family outside of the natural order and outside of the biblical order, you don't create something new. There is no creation of a new family here. This is the destruction of the nuclear family. What we have known for almost all of time, especially if you're talking biblical time, but but regardless of biblical time, like the nuclear family, man, woman, and child, has been the definition of family 
for all of humanity. It, it just has, because that is what produces, naturally, a family. You have a man and a woman, and, and they are the birds and the bees. Like We won't go into the, the details of how this works right here, but man and a woman get together, and then it's the stork, and nine months later, and they have a baby, and they propagate the human race. Like That is what happened for all of human history, and that is the nature of family. So when you start to change the nature of the family, you actually destroy the idea of a family. You're not redefining family through this. You are destroying it. And, and again, that may sound harsh, but that's the reality of what's happening. Within the context of marriage, the family thrives. They pass down morality and ritual and virtue and value, and that holds up the very nature of society, the very fabric of society. This is, this is how it's worked for all of time. And to eliminate that removes it from reality. And again, then what we're talking about is not reality. And that's, that's a problem because it doesn't help us talk about what's real. When you, when you change this definition, you don't create something new. You've destroyed it biologically, not to mention spiritually. And of course, everybody knows this. That's why this thruple that I talked about a few weeks ago where there's three dads had so much trouble having a child. Obviously, biologically, they can't have a child because there's three dads. So they had to work through this huge long adoption thing and then have extended court cases to even work out how to legally adopt a child with three dads because you've gone past the reality of what a family is. That's why the court case in New York right now where there's a parent who wants to marry their child, that destroys the family. And you can see this in the rising trend of polygamy and polyamory. I know you're saying you're just talking about some weird cultish things off in the corners of America. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That may have been the case at one point in time, but these trends are growing because once you have taken away the actual definition of family, then any definition goes and it, it's it's this it's this the the thing that they talk about in the incredibles like once everybody's super nobody's super the, the, it's the same thing once everybody's a family then no one is a family when you redefine this family to mean literally anything like go and listen to the rest of the song i couldn't stand playing the whole song for you but go and listen to the rest of the song they defined it as literally everything one of them was choose your own family like i'm not making this up that was the words in the song were some families choose their family. So what does a family mean? Nothing. You've chosen your own family. And that's, you get to this polygamy, polyamory. Polygamy is, uh, you know, uh, usually a man having multiple wives. You've probably heard of that in weird cults and things. That's generally where it comes out. But it's beyond that now. People are doing this outside of cults and things. Polyamory, you may or may not have heard of, but that's where they think that even the polygamy is too tight of a restriction for them because that says that you have some kind of commitment, even if there are multiple people and whatever, you have got this commitment for a long time. Polyamory is, I want to have lots of people, but I don't want any commitment. And, and again, this is not fringe. These things are happening all over America and even beyond because, because when you redefine family, you don't redefine it, you destroy it. And so now the word family literally doesn't mean anything. And there are people who are trying to push this boundary of anything as far as you want to go because there is no end to this. And even within this LGBTQ plus community, there are fights beginning with themselves because some of the letters 
can't stand and disagree with other of the letters because you can't include everybody when you've opened this definition to include everything you, you've just destroyed it there is no definition that can cover everything because some things are by nature again by nature by reality mutually exclusive and it's it's just a weird thing to watch but the malevolent thing that i wanted to point out today is these companies these cartoons these animators these serial companies, uh, Disney, all, all these other companies are targeting your children and they're targeting children who don't understand. As parents, we are supposed to guard our children from, a, from all kinds of ideas, but especially sexual ideas until they are mature enough to understand and process these ideas. That's supposed to be our role as parents. Instead, what these companies are doing is using children to convey these ideas, specifically intentionally sexual ideas, to other children. I'm gonna show you another Blue's Clues clip that um, expresses this. This is a little girl explaining gender ideology to other children. It's an email from our friend. So that's a little girl explaining to presumably other children who are watching this show, this cartoon aimed at children talking about different sexual ideologies that you choose or you're born into, depending on which day it is and, and which ideology we're talking about, because they're both. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to miss quote there. Sometimes sometimes you choose it. Sometimes you can't choose it and you're born into it. It depends on who you're talking to and which I'm going to say loosely philosopher is espousing these views. Again, th this is not me talking. I, I don't I I'm just trying to illustrate for you that these things are going on in culture. This is happening. You need to know that this is happening and you need to know that. If your children are watching these cartoons, if your children are going to schools, they are being taught these things. So in speaking of schools, there is a school in New York that's in trouble called the Dalton School because the director of, this is their title, Health and Wellness showed six-year-olds a cartoon informing the children to touch themselves, quote, because it feels good. This is not my quote. This is what the cartoon says. I decided not to show you this cartoon because... It's, it's too gross. You can go and find it on, on YouTube and other platforms. I, I'm not going to show it to you, but they showed this cartoon to children in this school. The parents didn't know, and some of the parents are livid. Some aren't. Some think that's what you're supposed to teach kids. You're supposed to teach them about sexuality, sexual preference, and pleasing yourself at a young age. I don't think that's what kids should learn. I, I'll just come out frank with my opinion on that. 
you probably already know that I'm, I'm a little bit biased towards biblical principles, but, but this culture wants your children to be slaves to their desires. This culture tricks you into this by saying, if you pursue your desires, you will be free. But the opposite is actually true. And we know this. We know this when we think about it, but this world and the ruler of it, the devil, wants to trick you and your children into thinking you can be free if you follow your heart. Great example of this is an alcoholic. This alcoholic person pursued their desire of alcohol to the end where instead of being freed by, by their desire for alcohol or the, the pleasure that it gave them, they are enslaved to it. Ask any alcoholic who has gone through it and is in a program and, and figured out that they're an alcoholic, they know that they were enslaved to it. Because any desire can lead to addiction if it's not moderated. Hear that. Any desire can lead to addiction if it is not moderated. Any desire, drugs, porn, food, drink, and of course, sex. And this is the new cultural drug of choice, sex. They want you and your children, your children to be sexually free, free to do whatever they want to do to whomever they want to do it to whenever they want. This is Pride Month. After all, you should be proud of your desires. Love who you love, right? What if that desire goes against another human? What if that desire goes against God? Does that matter? And how do we measure that? Do you keep pursuing the desire of your heart until you crash and burn and end up in AA or NA or SA or any of the A's? There might be a writing somewhere that can save you the heartache or save someone else the heartache or protect these innocent children, God help us, or save your soul. Obviously, I'm talking a little bit facetiously, but there is a better way. There's a better way that God wants to help us avoid all of this, all of this ridiculousness. He, he wants to help you avoid this. He wants to help you teach your kids how to avoid this. And, and we should protect our kids. We should not teach them to be sexual before they are mature enough for that. We should teach them appropriate and age-appropriate values. And just as a reminder, if it wasn't clear already, pride is not a virtue. Pride has never been a virtue. In the Bible, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. Pride goes before a fall, among other things. I could keep going. There are a million proverbs about this, uh, plus letters and, and Jesus himself. But even outside of the Bible, if you don't believe anything else I say, and you don't, you don't, you don't have to take my word for it, outside of the Bible, in Greek writing, hubris, pride, leads to downfall many, many times through many, many characters. In Shakespeare, pride destroys character after character and on and on. And this is something that we know, but we ignore because we want what we want and we want it now, like Bruce Salt, right? We want it now and we want to be God. So what do we do with this? I mean, this, this is a heavy topic. It's hard because it's personal. Some of you know people, some of you have family members, some of you may be struggling with this yourself, and I feel bad for you. I, I can understand, I can't understand it, I, I, I can appreciate the hurt that you have. I can appreciate the hurt that you have because of the desires of your heart and the desires of your heart leading you to places that are not good for you. And, and that's ultimately a really hard place to be. I get that because I'm a broken person too, and I do broken things all the time, and I'm an idiot all the time. Sure, I am. And when I am, I will apologize for it because I, because I can do that. And I, and I'm, I try to be at least self-aware enough that, that when I say or do something to offend somebody, I can, I can own up to that. 
But at the same time, we have to be true and we have to say true things. We have to do true things. And if you are a parent, first of all, what do we do with this? If you're a parent, you need to protect your children. You need to know what they're watching. You need to know what they're looking at online. You need to know who their friends are. And if this sounds exhausting, good. Parenting is hard. No one ever said parenting was easy. I don't think I've ever heard anyone utter the phrase parenting is easy. Parenting is probably the hardest thing you will ever do. That is because you are responsible for teaching another human how to live on this earth and you need to act accordingly. Secondly, you need to know what you believe. If you don't agree with me, fine. You don't have to agree with me. If you don't agree with God, that's not as fine. You don't have to take any of my word for this. Read the Bible. Listen to God's words on this in the Old Testament and the New Testament and Paul and Peter and Jesus, uh, God himself. None of this is hidden knowledge. This is all knowable and the Bible is available at your fingertips through any device 24-7. Your excuse of not knowing this is honestly not a great excuse. Now, if you choose not to believe this, if you choose to make up your own religion because that feels better to you and it feels like you're being accepting to the culture and going along with the culture and it's easier to do that, that's your prerogative, that's your right. You can do whatever you want to do. But it's not Christianity. That's not the way of Christ. It's actually pretty simple to listen to Jesus and the words of Jesus and know what to do. That's simple. It's simple to, to read the words of Jesus and know what to do. It's simple to read the words of this Bible and, and hear what Paul says about it and know what to do. It, it, it's not rocket science. It really is pretty simple. Now, doing what Jesus says is considerably harder. Actually, following Jesus, following God's teaching through Paul is really hard. It can lose friends. It can lose family. You can be fired, especially these days. Following Jesus can get you kicked off social media uh, with some of the posts that you do and on and on. But following Jesus is the only way to be accepted by God. Again, that's not me talking. That's Jesus talking. If you believe in Jesus and you believe you want to be a Christian, which is a little follower of Christ, a little Christ, then you have to do what Jesus says. That is the only way. There's no other path, despite what the world tells you, despite what you'd like to believe, despite the hurt that you feel despite the brokenness of the world and the injustice of this world, there is no other path. The world, the devil, the culture lies to you constantly and that is actually their job. You don't think the world has a job? You don't think the devil has a job? He does. The job of the devil is to lie to you and deceive you and he's been using the world and the culture and the society and the people in the world for thousands and thousands of years and he's really good at it. He started in the garden and did pretty good there and he's probably only gotten better since then. The only way we can succeed is if we partner with the truth, capital T, who is a person named Jesus. Jesus said this. All the writers of the Bible say this. Jesus is the only way. Following Jesus and doing what Jesus says is the only way to get through all of this. Pastors, priests, apostles, disciples, teachers for 2,000 years plus have said this. My role here is to help remind you of what is a lie and what is the truth. You have to decide what to do. And for my part, I hope that you will keep the faith.